Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. Merry Christmas, everybody. And happy holidays. We have a fun show ahead. This is not a best of on Christmas Day. You get to hear our fireside chat. Welcome to our holiday party, everyone. We wanted to have a special holiday Around the House get together with all of our friends that join us week after week to bring you the best information in home improvement. Now, our plan is to have this funny and informative, so sit back. Grab your favorite beverage. I've got my cocktail right here. Now let's start out here with our number one. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Welcome and Merry Christmas everyone. Everyone, welcome to our around the house little fireside chat with all of our favorite friends, guests, colleagues, and we're happy to party with you. You got it. Well, we've got a special fireside. Just this is not a best of show today, like everybody else. We decided to bring all our friends and colleagues together and have a great time today. So we should probably just start with the show here, Caroline, and get some going. I think I see someone walking up here. Yeah, I do. Hey, is that a is that a bro new tone? I think it is. I think Doorbell. that is. And it's a bro new tone guess. It is. <laughs> there he is. Yes. Dave Hi. Jones. <laughs> oh, welcome, Dave. Hi. Merry happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy hugs. holidays. Come and have a seat by our fireside. Eric's got the fire going, so it's beautiful and nice and warm. I love it. As long it. as there's a drink, I'll be happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Eric's there's pouring. one right there. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's take a sip here. I'm off camera keeping Eric. Exactly. I've got Dane over here as well off camera, having a good time with us as well. So man, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is great. Well, I hold on here. I think we've got somebody else coming up here. Is that gonna, I think that looks like Andrew Quito out there. Let me see here. I think. Oh my God, Andrew! Oh yeah, this is Canada? great. I think he's coming up right it. here to the door. There we go. <laughs> All right, I'll get this thing before uh, it runs through the doorbell. Hey, Andrew, come on in, brother. Hey, thank you for inviting me. I hope this bottle of Verna is good enough uh, to get me an entry. Oh, oh nice. Dang, yes, you are it. just top shelf for this, <laughs> aren't you? <ya? laughs> Sweet. There we go. And I think Happy I holidays, Happy Andrew. holidays, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And then it looks like we got David Applebaum coming up the driveway here. Oh, architect of the stars. Gotta love that. <laughs> Hit the other doorbell. <laughs> Let me in! It's cold outside! He's from Whoa. LA. He's freezing. <laughs> so cold. We had to use the. Those architects to the stars, you we know. We had to use the designer doorbell for David. <laughs> it just keeps going, by the way. Would you See? just let me in? Stop the <laughs> Come on in, brother. Oh, uh, welcome, David. Ooh, Dave. Happy Andrew, holidays. Hello, everyone. You got it. Thanks, everybody, for coming on over. We might still have some more guests in here. We've also got I am here. producer Dane Vodder sitting over here as well Dane. in the studio. Hey, so, hey. What's going on, everybody? Hi, yeah. Dane. He is hey. back behind the mic. So, <laughs> Well, guys, welcome. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. 
Ho, ho, ho. Bon Natale. Let's give everybody just kind of, so everybody gets to know each other here a little bit. Let's just run around the room and uh, give a little speech here about what we do out there in the world. So uh, you guys get to know each other as well as anybody else here in the room with us. Let's start. David. Dave Jones. Dave Jones. Yeah, Dave Jones. Go for it. Uh, I'm Dave Jones. Uh, I'm in marketing at Bro New Tone. And uh, I think the best way to say what we do is um, we give fresh air to people to have a better life. Better air, better life, right? So uh, indoor air quality is our jam. Uh, most people know us uh, when they turn on their rain shoulder or bath fan. Uh, you may not know my name, but you definitely know my products. So uh, we're happy to be here. But that's, uh, that's our jam. Nice. 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 Welcome, brother. Andrew Guido, our friend. <laughs> thank you, and be careful with that. You don't want me as a close friend. Hey, thank you. You brought a bottle, so you're a friend. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, despite being Italian, I'm not a soccer player. Uh, and uh, what I am now is I'm a certified building biologist, and I've been focused on new construction and building a pilot home with a major builder that I can't announce just yet. Uh, and we've got the walls and we got the roof up uh, in the last two weeks, all being done through panelization. Uh, and so we've done some neat things and IAQ plus a few other things are my jam. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's good as well. And then the one, the only David Applebaum. Hi, uh, David Applebaum, architect, um, projects, certain places all over the United States, but mostly in Los Angeles and uh, where it's usually very warm and lovely, but here <laughs> it is very cold, but I'm just glad. Where's that hot toddy? There we go. There we go. We'll pass <laughs> okay. it over to you. Now, is that LA cold like 68 degrees or is that actually like 60 degrees LA cold? 59. Dude, that's a... That's yes. David spoiled. He lives on the beach. Yeah, you true. live on the beach. He's right on the water. Oh my god! I'm so, so for jealous. people in Toronto, right that now. equals minus thirty real feel. So yeah. <laughs> we're 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 we're, uh, we're hovering uh, close to forty today. So it's not bad. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh. It's a nice day in December. It's a beautiful. <laughs> can go, we can almost go shirtless outside. No kidding. Actually, you do up there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, 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 at 59, we're all bundled up. You can barely see people's eyes as you're walking by. I will tell a story of me in California one time. I was down there about this time of year having a great time. I've got a T-shirt on, shorts, flip-flops. I'm walking around. I see people in parkas, and I'm like, style thing or what's going on? Because for me, leaving in the Pacific Northwest, at 62 degrees, it was nice out. And uh, people were looking at me like I was naked. They thought I was a freak walking around in shorts and a T-shirt. And where's your jacket kind of thing? And I'm like, this is the warmest it's going to be for four months for me. And I'm going to enjoy it. They just thought you were nuts. And they were probably correct. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of nuts, I wanted to start out with some funny stories about things that have happened in the last year or two. Maybe it's in personal life. Maybe it's a construction project. If anybody's got any good funny stories, I know David's probably got one. You got to have something good on a project that you're working on that was just hilarious. Well, Eric and I talk a lot about uh, funny things that are coming up. I guess the funniest thing that happened to me this past year was a client who, um, with all of the stuff going on, distancing and and, and viruses, um, they decided that this is exactly where zombies will come from. And my job was to design secret rooms and an underground tunnel maze <laughs> with locked rooms and, and other mechanisms that I won't mention to handle the zombie apocalypse that is upcoming. Nice. And I had to do it in a very chic way too. But uh, we, we, <laughs> of course, let's just zombies say, are uh, chic. Because <laughs> yeah, zombies can tell. Oh, I see you have designer uh, uh, frames there over there. Okay, All right. designer so, wall uh, coverings. Yeah, yeah. 
All covered yeah. in beautiful yeah. imported Italian marble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Styles. yeah, so those 1847s fit really nicely in cherry. The two cut the color combination is really good. <laughs> As they're gawking, it'll slow them down. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a chance to run. Well, if you uh. polished floors, they'll slide because they're going to just fall down. All you have to do is like set a sprinkler off, and then nobody can stand up, and then you're good. That's right. And 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 give the client uh, suction cups at the bottoms of their shoes. See, it's all about footwear now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this this last year has been this last year has been a weird one because it's not been like any I've ever known, and uh, it's funny how people react because after all of those zombie movies, this couple was absolutely sure it was coming, whether it was from the shot or whether it was from the virus they're just waiting yeah absolutely but i know where there's a year's worth of food (laughs) (laughs) there you go there you go andrew dave what do you guys have Uh, mine's more go ahead dave well, all right, well, I'll jump in. I, I don't know if it's a, a quite as funny, but we uh, along, almost along the same lines. We had um, we had people coming to us asking about uh, sick rooms, right? For the same reason, maybe so they don't get zombified by uh, the virus <laughs> out there. Which then led to some other conversations about, hey, can't I use that same technology uh, with fresh air systems to uh, make a cigar room on my my nice new house? <laughs> so uh, like. It's a weird transition from, hey, like, I got sick family, we want to keep people healthy, to, well, maybe I can finally convince the wife to let me put a cigar bar in my house. Well, I, maybe that, that was funny, but I thought an interesting story that, that came out of this whole craziness. I love it. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to turn it the other way. It's kind of like, I think it's more sad than funny. I, I met somebody only a couple of weeks ago that I've been dealing with on Zoom calls for since this whole thing happened. And it took us a half hour of of uh, meeting in person, being together to realize that we never met. Everything was through Zoom. And it, when, it, when it dawned on me and I said, the person goes, well, no, 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 we've met. I go, no, no, we haven't. So this is what's, beca- <laughs> oh this is what's, this is what's become normal. It's just crazy. Sounds like my dating life. <laughs> oh, we're going there. Is that, oh, is that, is, but it, is that a good thing Eric, or a you don't bad have a dong thing? For, you don't have a dong for that there, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I think for me, one of the ones that's been pretty wild is, and there's been a lot of weird things going on, but it's starting to run into people that you've met, but you've never seen them without the mask. Oh. <laughs> That's and, and yeah, try that's not happened. to look that's shocked happened. because you had this meant you had mentally filled the picture in, yeah. and <laughs> oh then you God. were wrong. <laughs> Sounds like my dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so explains why I made, I made so many friends this year, right? See, I've got a beard. You've got a beard. It's not as big of a deal, you know. We already, already got the face you know, my, my beard identifies as a mask, but it doesn't pass as one, but it works pretty well. Caroline, what do you got? You've had some crazy, you've had a crazy year already, so I got to hear a story. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of anything. What craziness has happened to me? I mean, I don't know. I mean, nothing. Floods. You've had, floods, I mean. I've had floods. <laughs> running no, into a good thing. Running though. into potholes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've had yeah, a lot I of funny had, like, stuff some going. crazy stuff. Yeah, flooding. I'm happy that's gone. Hopefully no more floods for a while. Yep. And um, happy for, for good friends. Happy for all of you guys. I'll, I'll be the positive one and I'll say this is a time to be thankful. Thankful for you all being here. Thankful for being able to celebrate with you all. So cheers, everyone. I'll drink yeah, that. I'll drink yes, that. Yes, I'll drink that So too. producer Dane, what do you got over here, brother? <laughs> I've, it's, uh, I've honestly, I do want to say just first of all, I've missed being here. I've missed you know, being part of the family. Uh, you know, uh, I, I want to say hi to Carolyn for the first time, kind of basically since uh, joining the show. Haven't had really a chance to say hi. hi. Um, I'm very happy to have you and have you join us. Um, and Thank just you guys. Kind of looking forward, man. Like, I, I'm just I, I'm looking forward to, what, to what's to come. You got it. I have not had much happen throughout my year. I've worked my day job. Yeah. 
And his day job is news. And so no, not anymore. Not thank, anymore. Thank but you're still working at the station, though. Well, yeah, you have but a, I don't have to do news. It's not. It's, it's not different. like that. Yeah. And that's been the tough part, I'll say, with with Julie, my wife, as she is a you know a news director in the morning news, and it's been so hard to, for her to go do eight hours of news all day, and then she'll come home and I'll go to turn on the evening news, and she's going to go, "You really going to turn that on?" <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's like the worst yeah, thing. Tell you can me do about the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that came from media. I know that world. You well. do. Yep. So it's been tough so, on everybody. Eric, I've got a question. Okay. I want to know, the holidays are all about food. So it's a fun thing. So I'd like to know everybody's favorite, like, holiday treat. So it, it could be a drink. It could be something you make. How about a cocktail? Something that you just so look forward to having around the holidays that you typically don't have. And I'll start off. We make a, a mean punch, if you will. And so it's our drunk punch, and it's got everything in it, liquor, fresh cranberries, um, orange peel, oranges. I mean, it's just amazing. So that's like my my drunk punch is always like the thing I look forward to because we just don't have it any other time of year. So I'm so looking forward to having that on Christmas Eve and Christmas. So I'll I'll shoot it off to Andrew Guido and say, what's your holiday special? Oh, I hope I don't put anybody off with this, but I am a rabbit nut and my mother-in-law makes the most incredibly roasted in the oven with potatoes, <laughs> with red bell pepper, a little bit of cognac, white wine um, on it, uh, rabbit nice. that's broiled to its mm. crispy. Uh, and uh, she has a forever life pass. I, I, I'm always fearful that I'm going to piss her off and I won't get invited or something. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's just unbelievable. That's my favorite. What? So I've never had rabbit. So what does it taste like? Is it similar i mean if you have to is it it's, it's very taste? close to rabbit it's very close to yeah. rabbit. <laughs> very similar in texture thanks andrew <laughs> yeah 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 no it's actually a very high protein meat mm -hmm. um it's very 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 lean very little fat uh it's incredibly good for you and i i would put it just on a little bit of the maybe wild game side of chicken all right you know <laughs> so so i'm a i'm a picky eater and um when I was dating, uh, my mother-in-law served it and said it was chicken, and I didn't know any better. And I go, "Wow, this is very <laughs> different, different than anything I've ever had." Um, only for her to reveal what it was. That's how she got me to to have it. So now, fast forward, um, I'm uh, my parents meet my uh, my new in-laws to be. I'm I'm at uh, a dinner at, at hosted at my mother-in-law's house, and my mother-in-law is passing rabbit around, and my mother gets it, and, and she doesn't pass it to me, and my mother-in-law goes to Sorry, my mother goes to my mother-in-law to be, no, my son doesn't like rabbit. I've tried it. I, he's never eaten my rabbit, so I know he doesn't like rabbit. And I'm now like 20 shades of red. Uh, and it's just that my mother-in-law made it different. And so it was incredible. Hey, we've got a new one here on. Yeah. Welcome, Greg Holiday, brother. Hi, Greg. Good to be here. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Happy holidays. I'm sitting here think I'm sitting here thinking nothing makes Christmas better than a hot toddy and hot water and up you pot. <laughs> nice, nice. You are a whiskey gentleman. So Greg, introduce yourself to the group here. We'll go around here and uh, bring you in. I know you've had a uh, a recent addition to the family as well, right? I have my newest grandson, Maverick, buzzed the tower last Saturday morning and came in for a landing in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. 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 <laughs> oh, we're heading down first thing tomorrow morning to spend a week just getting to know him and also spend some time with his brother, Jackson, who's not even two years old yet. That's a fantastic holiday gift right there. There you go. Is it possible for anybody to have a larger smile than the one on Greg's face right now? <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Wait a this. minute. He lives in whiskey bourbon country and has a new grandchild. So I, I think he's winning mm -hmm. all around right there. 
going to be hey, a Greg, great Christmas. Send me some Stan Jr., Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cupboard is my, – my reserve is pretty full right now. I'm ready for Christmas. We host the, the family on my wife's side, so there will be about 30 folks here on Christmas Whoa, Eve. And, that's um, nice. Yeah. I'm thinking of making uh, – I'm going to make some uh, eggnog, of course, with some Kentucky oh, bourbon. But I love eggnog. I may even make a traditional English Christmas bowl. Just to have something different. Nice. Nice. See, when you that joined, awesome. Greg, we were talking about, I was asking everyone what their favorite kind of either food or drink was for the holidays. So you kind of answered the question for us. So <laughs> I love eggnog. I You just reminded me that how much I forget that that's just one of the things you don't get to have unless it's the holidays, right? So that's like amazing. Yeah. For the, for the first time this year, I'm going to make it with duck eggs. It's going to make it have even a little bit more body. Duck eggs have a much bigger yellow yolk to them. It makes everything taste better. Wow. Life on the farm. Nice. <laughs> What's new going over at Bradford White with you guys? You just winding down for the holidays here now that it's Christmas? We are winding down and then ready to wind up for the first of the year <laughs> for all of 2022. It's a very short window that you have before all the shows start oh, to yeah. pick up. And then we're out there plugging away on heat pump water heaters and the benefits that they bring to everybody. That home. is awesome. Hey, hey, Greg, how many ships waiting in the harbors have all of your heat pumps ready to go waiting for anxious people? Zero. None. <laughs> none, because we build our heat pump water heaters in Middleville, Michigan. Yeah, we build these inside the United States. In fact, we're the only manufacturer that does that for a, a unitized residential heater. So we build them in Middleville, Michigan, and put them on a truck and can have them anywhere they need to go very quickly. Specified you must have gotten the white. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you must have got a big surge in business from New York recently. Oh gosh, you know New York. New York is pretty rich with some rebates for heat pump water heaters, <laughs> and yeah, to see a whole town decide to go. Uh, heat pump water go all electric. Uh, that was pretty interesting to see too. Nice, I bet, I bet. You guys have uh, well. I've got one of them in my house here. It works out really well. Works out really well. Well, so have we everybody here have met so far? Um, well, I'm Andrew Guido, Greg. And, uh, great to meet you. And I'm from Toronto. And I'm Andrew. Nice to meet you. Uh, Newtown, up in Milwaukee. You got it. And I'm David Applebaum from Los Angeles, and I need another drink. <laughs> just just for living in Los Angeles, you need a couple yeah. more. David's an architect, Greg. But I, I guess I need a duck uh, in my uh, eggnog, though. There you go. Duck duck eggs. So They're so big, you can't even fit them in a container. So I'll shoot it back to Dave Jones. So, Dave, what's your holiday favorite? Uh, too many, but uh, I'll pick one since uh, we seem to be on the, the drink and maybe sweets uh, craze here. I have a, a fruit cake recipe that was handed down from my great great grandmother that's uh, soaked in brandy for like three months Ooh. before the holidays. And it's wow. not, like, you don't pour over it, like cheesecloth, soak that, then you wrap it. And uh, my. On my dad's side, that family, uh, they didn't drink at all. So the only booze in the house was a bottle of brandy, and its sole purpose was to <laughs> soak cheesecloth to wrap around the fruitcake. The one time uh -huh. that alcohol was ever allowed anywhere. Uh, so that's been like a family tradition and a favorite, even though most people are like, ew, gross, it's terrible. Not really <laughs> okay. It's amazing. So that's hey, my, Dave, like, that's hey Dave, I'll, I'll trade you a very closely held uh, sourdough bread recipe for that uh, recipe. Deal. Yeah. There you go. Sweet. That sounds good. Sweet. Somebody wants fruitcake. Wow. Trust me. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> so David Applebaum, favorite treat. Oh, my, he likes mine's, to cook, mine's I know. actually twofold because, um, I mean, first of all, I mean, Caroline actually knows I'm, uh, I'm, I'm mastering, I'm, I'm refining my, uh, my uh, it, uh, red sauce. Um, and I've, I've got, I'm, I'm having pasta tonight, but, uh, for, for Christmas, I actually have a long standing tradition that, uh, ever since my son was in his mama's belly, he's been going to 
a Christmas Eve party that one of my friends from graduate school has had ever since we've been in graduate school. And I don't want to count how many years that is, but that's a lot. And so my son's kind of grown up with uh, the group of uh, young people there as kind of like older cousins. So it's always a very fun thing. So um, he comes to my house and I make a um, bourbon infused rotisserie chicken. How fun and, a booze uh, going ooh, on here. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's all about the booze. <laughs> um, my, my son has said if he ever commits murder, that will be his last meal. So, um, but that's tradition. And, <laughs> and we'll watch Elf while we're eating it. And then hmm. uh, once we're done, we go to this party where uh, my friend is from Louisiana and he makes a shrimp etouffee. Ooh. For oh. Christmas Eve, oh. so it's chicken and then shrimp etouffee. Those are my holiday traditional wonderful meals. Love it. I love nice. that. Eric, you know, I first off for me, I've got to have my over the holidays. I'm definitely more of a whiskey drinker. I drink a lot of. Uh, I'm more gin in the summertime when it's hot, and I still drink Manhattans and things like that, but. I actually make this walnut liqueur whiskey drink that I make. So I start out with, you know, big round ball of ice. And uh, I put in, you know, just not even a shot, just a splash of a walnut liqueur in there. Then I throw in some bitters and then fill it up with my favorite bourbon. And if it's the cheap house stuff, then it's, you know, it's like Buffalo Trace or something like that. You know, uh, Redneck Riviera, any one of those, you know, just the, the the cheap but tasty stuff. And I'll sip on that just not a lot, but just, you know, while I'm doing stuff. And uh, that to me is just happiness here, you know, in the in the wintertime. And then, of course, I've got to have my staples, which are my cherry pies, you know, baking that fresh, you know, and all that stuff. I, I definitely like the desserts. What do Did you any of you see? Oh, what do I have, cherry pie? Um, actually, for me, I like to have some, a little bit of Tillamook ice cream with that. So that's, uh, you know, oh, just yeah. a little ice cream with that. And whipped cream's okay if it's f- fresh. There he is. We Yo, have Damon hey, Bennett in the house. <laughs> hey, how is everybody? Good. Thanks for popping in We're on not- Christmas, brother. No worries. Sorry about the technology flub there. Ah, well, we just fixed it, so that's the big part. <laughs> Contractors aren't always the best, uh, you know, without the tools in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you're repre- you guys are representing Canada well today, Damon, because you've got Andrew Guido yes. over here from Toronto. Andrew, how are you? Yeah. Not too bad. I was thinking that was going to be by myself up here, man. <laughs> I tried my hardest, Andrew, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Damon is a good buddy of mine. You might have seen him uh, in... He's still everywhere on my television, even though they've been running those old Homes on Homes shows forever. They still are coming down here. It's like watching, like, Friends over and over again, but it's just always on the television every time I turn on. (laughs) Every time I watch uh, Homes on Homes, I'm always thinking it's going to be a cage match. Yeah. Sometimes it almost was a cage match. I got to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's, it's so funny, like working in uh, construction television. I've been in construction my whole life. And then, you know, throwing you into a TV set on top of that, uh, where TV takes precedent over the construction schedule and everything else, uh, it becomes a, a little bit, um, you know, KG, as you said. So you can, uh, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, I mean, the people we were able to reach was amazing. So it was, um, you know, I look at, I look back at it as a wonderful experience, being able to go down to California, building the first house in the Lower Ninth Ward as Canadians, uh, <laughs> after continuing it, and, you know, working with Alan, all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. That, that That's amazing. I was actually his first guest this year on his first ever podcast so he oh, came into the mod, mod, modern generation so i was the healthy house guy oh on this show that's amazing thanks I'll, we'll have to hook up after this as well and uh get to know each other a little bit andrew 
Yeah, for sure. I come with bread, so you definitely want to hook up. You, yeah, you're good, yeah. dude. He, he will feed bread. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I showed well up. Fed. I showed up. Yeah, I showed up, and um, about halfway through the uh, the episode, uh, out of my briefcase, I took out a loaf of bread, uh, and I gave him an, uh, one of the um, insulation knives. Uh, that I just bought at Home Depot. Right. He goes, what's what's this? I go, he goes, what's this knife for? And I said, well, here's the reason. And so brought to you by Rockwell. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of of um, Canada and bourbon, I just had somebody from the Canadian Hardwood Bureau yesterday tell me that I had to stop drinking bourbon because they were running out of white oak for I all the barrels that. that they're making. I, I told we were, him no. I heard we were running low on maple syrup, but I didn't know about the uh, the white oak. Wow. Um, the, Maybe, uh, yes, they're 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 charring white oak. I actually heard that uh, the barrel makers, uh, I think Cooper's, Cooper Smith, yep, are um, these people are basically buying every bit of white oak that they can get, and they're paying That's a premium because they can relay it to us in our bottle purchases but so david as as the co-host of the show i am now demanding that in any of these luxury homes you're building down there you are now further banned from using white oak in flooring cabinetry trim work case work for the love of god brother you gotta stop it well, That's what I said. I said I will give up using white oak for floors. <laughs> Not make up oh Well, the way lumber is being priced these days up here, I'm sure it's the same down there. It is unbelievable. I mean, it's come down a lot, but I mean, the last two years I know has been crazy in our industry. 300% markup in a lot of our lumber, um, but also our products as well. So, I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to come down to how it was pre-COVID. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so, but you know, I've had to talk myself out of a couple of jobs in the last couple of years, just telling them that, you know, you're going to be paying such a high percentage on your lumber, um, and some of your other materials going forward that this might not be worth it. And then, you know, showing them the numbers, they were just, you know, they had to bow out. So it's, I don't know if it'll ever go back, but I mean, white oak, especially was always kind of expensive and I could just imagine it going forward now. It's, you know, supply chain issues, the whole bit. Our industry has taken a huge hit the past couple of years. So somebody's yeah. drinking my floors. I've been waiting for the floors <laughs> on this house that I'm working on. <laughs> uh, never fear, though, guys. I, I can tell you, I was at Buffalo Trace a couple of weeks ago. They have a million barrels oh, wow. of storage right now. Not losing out on that. A million. <laughs> They're finishing... They're fin- they're finishing up adding on thirty wow. warehouses. Is that thirty right? warehouses? That's good news. So yeah, that's just one distillery. Just one distillery. A so million by the barrels. way, Andrew, now that Greg knows that you have white oak on your floors, he's gonna be sending one of his neighbors over to <laughs> I was just actually trying to think if I could somehow take barrels and use those, but I think it'd be to end up having moguls, you know, throughout the throughout, <laughs> ski ski throughout yeah. the house. Yeah. Have a little little rock yeah. to nothing it. a planer can't get yeah. can't take care of. They make it. <laughs> yeah, that, that you're gonna be face nailing that stuff, it'll be so we, thin. We do have, we do have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you come to the Louisville Airport, you can actually sit in a bourbon barrel made Adirondack style chair that sits the uh, sits out wow. in front of the, uh, nice. the two bars. So yeah, you can sip on some bourbon and actually sit in a charbone nice. right. barrel. <laughs> okay, somebody just described my version of heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So yeah, Damon and I go way back. We uh, met years ago here going to tool stuff, you know, and uh, Milwaukee tools. And uh, we've been uh, having a good time with that over the years. And, you know, just like, uh, you know, I've known Greg for a few years here. Now, David, I haven't, you know, known for a while now, like Caroline, and I've gotten to meet Andrew and Dave now. So uh, we've blended the family. The families have all come together, which is so nice, right? So now we all have new friends and new contacts and wonderful. Absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, and I think the last couple of years, it's kind of everything dropped off. So I don't think we've been able to contact each other as much. Well, contact, but not as able to hang out as much as we used to. And, uh, 
you know, just getting through everything here. So looking forward to things opening up. I mean, I, uh, I moved locations now, so I'm, I'm actually in Sarnia, which is a little bit closer to, uh, to the border. We're actually right on the border of Port Huron here. So I'm still working in Toronto, have my business going. I'll be starting on Love It or Listed TV show next week. Uh, we're still, yeah, we'll start that TV show as their contract oh, cool. on there going forward. So Hey, congrats, brother. Yeah, Damon, congrats. Very cool. Nice. I, 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 I've watched various versions of that show. I've watched various versions of yeah. that show. Uh, so I was watching yeah, the Vancouver they version. They a whole bunch of versions. Uh, they, I believe they had an American version as well. I'm not sure, but it's one of the longest running shows in Canada uh, at 17 years and running at this point. So, yeah, so it, it's it's funny. They had a contractor that bailed out. on wow. Not everyone, you know, as I said earlier, not everyone can do construction television. It is a tough gig, and you got to have the... Uh, the heart for it. I was going to say something else, but um, you know, <laughs> having the heart for it is is definitely one of them. So you know, <laughs> only said, you know, we're a bit of a pickle. Would you mind going forward? And we will we'll get you on the show. Um, you know, giving you a bunch of episodes every year. So good friend of mine. I wasn't sure if I wanted to step back into the television world, but uh, you know, here we go again. I said yes. We signed the contract, and we're ready to go on Monday. We'll have to Congrats, do this, man. We'll have to do this uh, show Congratulations. after Christmas and after the show. Merry I'll Christmas. Really went. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go, brother. You're on with that one. You're on with that one because, you know, it's in, and you and I have had talks with many of our other friends, you know, the, the Jeff Devlins and Skip and Allison who will be in the next hour, you know, all these friends. And I tell you what, people out there, especially our friends that are, that are listening here right now to the show. They think that, man, those guys got to be getting rich off that. Well, yeah, Canadian, it's, it's funny. Canadian television is a lot different. So, <coughs> excuse me, at court, like when we were on uh, Homes on Homes, we were subcontractors. So, we, you know, we don't get paid by the network. We don't get paid by um, ah. these massive corporations. Uh, we get paid by a budget that's given to us by the network. So we all have to fit into those. So, you know, being a subcontractor, um, there's all kinds of loopholes that can be avoided there. First of all, with union, um, and that's no secret. Like I'll put it all on the table. It's it's no secret. Not being able to be in the union is a big bonus uh, for a lot of these companies to be able to get talent on and get them for it at, at a lower cost. So, I mean, to be honest, definitely making more money uh, without the show. But I, I got to be honest, it also helps with the promotion of your business going forward. So. I cannot take anything away from it. That's why we do it. Um, it helps with my business outside of TV as well. So it, it, it comes, it's a, it's a double-edged sword and uh, you take the good with the bad. But, um, you know, I, I, I'll never say anything negative about the experience because it's given me stuff that, it's given me experiences that I'd never be able to have probably without TV behind it. So as I said, New Orleans, California, um, some of the stuff, the people we've been able to help here in Canada, go. it's been phenomenal. So I, I, I might gripe about it a lot, but there's a lot of positive to it as well. <laughs> well, David, you did television too with uh, National Geographic up there doing that uh, American Mansion show. That's right. And I was also a subcontractor. The producer called me and hired me and... Uh, and it was, yeah, it took a lot of time. I'm, I was involved in writing the script and I even moved cables and did all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't make very much money, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot different. I didn't have the kind of, um, uh, you know, if, if you're building, you have to get the yeah. project done. You have to fit it on budget. You have to do it in time. And, you know, it takes so long when you're including television. This one was uh, just presenting, in this case, it was uh, John D. Rockefeller's house. And what, you know, what, if, if basically if these walls could talk, what would they tell us about who the guy was and why he built the house the way that he did? And it was, it was an amazing experience that I, I kind of wish I could do Absolutely. Yeah, amazing. That's actually, that's very yeah. cool. I'm going to check that out. Uh, David, I want you to tell a story. If you could tell the story again for us out there, it is one of my favorite stories that you've told about designing Frank Sinatra's wet bar. <laughs> okay. Um. I love this story because, you know, you've worked with the who's who of Hollywood, but as well, I'm sitting here you. drinking, I'm thinking, man... 
<laughs> I would have loved to have been there for that. That had to have been a, such a cool experience. And I know these guys haven't heard it before. Well, I, I, I had I had worked with Mr. and Mrs. Frank and Barbara um, uh, before. I, I first did them when I was still an employee and I was working um, uh, uh, on, on giving him his train room. And when I left on my own and, and he called me, the very first time I met him, this is just kind of a little bit of background, the first thing that he did after he said hello um, was offer me a drink. And so it was really clear and, and that was actually a little bit of a funny story, too, because he said, can I get you a drink? It was 10 o'clock in the morning. I said, yeah, I'm going to talk a lot. So how about a glass of water? And he just was shaken. He was, I could see the hairs on his, the back of his neck. I said, what kind of architect are you? Don't you know what water does? It rots wood and it rusts metal. Why would I give you something as terrible as water? I'm going to ask you again, would you like a drink? <laughs> and although I like bourbon, I froze and I said scotch. And uh, he then pours me. He says, "Would you want water?" Yeah, it was nine eighths scotch and a drop of water. But then I knew. The, so I knew that the that that the bar was important. So when we were framed up, um, I got with the contractor. And we got sawhorses and cement blocks and bricks and plywood and two by fours, two by eights four by sixes, the whole thing. And we mocked up the bar and invited him to come and check it out because Barbara basically handled everything in the house except the bar. That was one thing that was all Frank's. So they pull up in the limousine, pop the trunk and pop, you know, limousine trunks are huge. And they pull out two bar stools, two coolers and a case, a box that had booze and then they basically set up the bar with ice and glasses and the bar stools and they start they and he was so into it he loved it he was like running in behind the bar and making cocktails and pouring champagne for barbara and opening wine and going on this side and sitting and leaning on it saying can I make this higher can i make it wider now there were many times that i was with mr sinatra booze was always part of the package I never, ever saw him tipsy, except this day. <laughs> after he was done, after like an hour of all these different mixing and drinking and passing, and he stumbles into the limousine and drives off. And I look at my contractor and I say, did he even approve any of these? <laughs> I mean, we had this wonderful experience, but what are we gonna do? And he's like, okay. So we just went with the original that they first came up with one minor adjustment of making a bar a little bit wider and just hoped he wouldn't. I didn't tell the story until he passed away because what if he would have wanted another bar and he found out I didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, David, I'm, I'm almost scared to ask, did you use low toxic materials? Um, you know, this was a long time ago. And um, as a whole, yes. Yes. But yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron, but, yeah, I can't but yes. Guarantee, uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't use any MDF and we didn't use yeah. any off. Uh, you know, this is California. We haven't we've used low VOC, uh, VOC uh, uh, materials for decades. So um, we've been. Uh, We've been energy efficient, and um, and I'm also Caroline knows this is how Carolina, Caroline and I got to know each other. I'm very into air exchange and fresh air, um, and so yeah, Dave. So there's so there's nothing interfering with the natural fragrance of the booze, right? Uh, well, not even spill as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's 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 all it's all booze all the time. <laughs> I need to come see you. I'm going to be in California once a month for a week for the next six or seven months promoting the you, water um, heater. Come on down. Right. Right. I'm gonna, you know what? My water, my gas water heater keeps on going out. It keeps on blowing out the pilot light. I should probably talk to you about getting a heat. Greg, David, I'm gonna we I'm gonna put the upgrade. cat out of the bag. But David just bought like a home. He lives on the beach in the Pacific Palisades, yes. like right by Santa Monica. Wow. 
So that's a good trip to wow. take. It's worth it. She's yeah, got some fabulous uh, restaurants. You're welcome, Greg. Yes, of course you're welcome. <laughs> then you get like today I did billing. It's my most unfavorite thing that I do because it's not the least bit creative. And I write letters to all my clients saying, this is what we did. This is what we're doing. And it takes hours. And so my treat was to get the billing done so I could go on a bike ride by the beach and then come back in time for this. Aw, poor so, baby. Yeah, so Damon, I think he'll trade, I don't want to speak for David, but Sweet. I think he'll trade work for uh, staying in the guest room at his beach house there down in uh, Pacific Palisades on the beach. So in <laughs> February, it might be good for you to pop down there and help him out. <laughs> Let's just all go. Why don't we make it around the house? Come on, Let's all of us will go and we'll show up at yeah. David's. Around David's okay, house. Okay, so if it's, yep. you're talking, so, so the the holiday party is here and around the house. The Valentine's party is going to be at the beach. Okay? Woo-hoo! I'm in. And we'll have to sneak. We might have to sneak Andrew and Damon across the border, but well, you all did, you all it wouldn't be the worst thing we've done. We, we, we will figure a way out. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get across. Andrew, yep. you and I will come up with something. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put them in oak barrels and say we're sending them to the border. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or it's going to be uh, uh, brone boxes or water heater boxes. We'll have to figure this out. <laughs> I, I used to sneak into drive-ins and uh, using the trunk, yep. so I'm good. <laughs> well, and I know you all don't know this, but you know this is our holiday call that we're talking about here. I actually have a birthday on December 24th. Nice. Oh, happy wow. birthday. Happy birthday. Let's toast to that. Let's toast to yeah. Greg. Yeah, for sure. Cheers, Greg. Cheers. Many happy more. Birthday. Many more. <laughs> you are, you are actually closer to, the, to Christmas than I am, and that's rare. I'm the 27th. Well, this is my big... St- this is my wow. big 6-0 year as well. Oh, boy. Whoa. Oh, happy 6-0, buddy. <laughs> mm. I think you they need to so. uh, get your handlebar, your mustache, and build some handlebars and put a 6 on one side and 0 on the other for your 68. Oh, there's a creative guy. That could be done. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> mm. I just didn't twist it today. Till next thing I know, it's already you know three o'clock in the afternoon since I'm in yep. Kentucky. Yep. Good point. Good point. So I'm happy we got to be able to in- introduce you guys together and and uh, and create a much bigger family here and around the house for our Christmas episode. We're sitting around the fire like this, chatting, having a cocktail, having a good time today. This is this is a lot of fun with all you guys, and it's it's fun to kind of weave these things back together. And uh, get people talking again. You and know you what all I mean? Are, are... Can, can I add how grateful Absolutely. how grateful I am for your show? It is oh, so entertaining and informative. At the same time, I look forward to it every week. Thanks, brother. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was about. You just beat me to the punch. This is incredible. It's entertainment with a little bit of content, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and tune That's in to Andrew's podcast. Eric's wife says he's all entertainment and just a little bit of content. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's just like OSB, a little bit of uh, wood with a lot of wood. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get Andrew and Caroline to start talking about all those terrible materials out there. <laughs> yes. We need a little more booze and we'll be good to go. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask Damon over here, what's one of your favorite products that you're seeing out there right now? Speaking of some of the stuff you're building every day, man. I love to see, love to hear from people out there that are swinging the hammer like you are every single day, brother. What... What's some of the new stuff that you're seeing out there that's exciting to you? Oh, geez. It's, um, you know, I, I still, I got to be honest. We are, um, I, I don't know how everyone's going to feel about this, but we're, we're dabbling in working with a prefab company out of California right now. And I, I keep saying cool. this. I know carpenters aren't going to like this. And I know a lot of my framer friends aren't going to like this, but I still see this as a bit of the future. Uh, I really do with being able to uh, to contr- work in a controlled environment, uh, pre-building homes, getting them done faster, getting them done cheaper. I mean, housing crisis is all over North America. Uh, we just can't put them up fast enough. I, you know, I lived in the GTA for the last 25 years, greater Toronto area. 
And I'm telling you, they're putting up subdivisions as fast as they bloody well can. But the problem is, is they're putting them up so fast with the framing and the insulation and the amount of windows we're putting in now <coughs> that they're not built very well because they're just going too fast. We're building them in winters. We're building them in in really terrible conditions. And then we're sealing them in with spray foam and other non-breathable uh, in, uh, materials. So we're getting dry rot in a house that's 20 years old or we're getting, you know, structural um, malfunctions that are happening in 20-year-old homes or sometimes 10-year-old homes. I still think being able to uh, get a house online, having it shipped there and having it, some of the interiors almost done for you and having two seamers put together a house that's putting it on a foundation within a couple of days is a very intriguing prospect. So I, I'm really delving into that world right now. Um, I'm on, on, under a bit of an, an NDA with the company out of ca California, but a very big company. They want to push into Canada. And I've been talking about prefab for a long, long time. So I love custom homes. Don't get me wrong. I love framing. I love the process of it all. But I'm thinking about our future as human beings on this planet as well. And uh, less material wastage um, and, and a high rate of employment, too, if people want to start pushing into that field, if it's going to take off. So that's what I'm seeing out there. I'm pretty excited about some of the prefab stuff I'm seeing and the high-end quality of homes that are going up with prefab. So, you know, I'm leaning towards that way these days a little bit. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it too. Yeah. Andrew, I, I think that corresponds a lot with what yeah. Andrew's doing and hence why we, this group was, all these groups were orchestrated, right? There isn't a reason that yeah. you're not here <laughs> and there's a reason and a purpose. There is a brain behind all of this and we want to connect you. It's not, it's not just about us. It's about actually building connections and building a stronger network to achieve a lot of things, better building, healthier building. And so we feel that you're the industry leaders and that's why you're on this call. So Andrew, I'm going to shoot that off to you because you're working on something very similar. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the pre prefab category, so it's panelization, and we're doing a 2,600 and I think 60 square foot uh, two-story house uh, as a pilot uh, for a builder that does thousands of homes a year. So we're doing one to see how it goes. Um, I was at the factory that did the house in one day. Exactly. They did the interior walls, the floor, the flooring, everything all together, all with um, all the web products are all my specs. Uh, no OSB, everything is plywood uh, that's on top. Um, and then we, the next day we um, put the, um, uh, the air barrier on the house and we put the windows on the house and we had the company that uh, we were working with there to make sure that we did it all right. And then a week later, um, you know, floor goes up one day, uh, walls go up the next day, second floor goes up the next day, then the walls go up the next day and then the roof went up a week later. So within two weeks, you've got a house that's enclosed and one day later, you have a roof on top of that. Lots of learning. It wasn't perfect. Some things were somewhere that they shouldn't have been, despite the best of intentions uh, with doing things. Um, I'm on site, and you know, I'm I'm trying to make it the healthiest house. And you know, I saw that they they didn't use, they didn't know one brought the hurricane clips. Uh, and so, you know, for $110, I'm at Home Depot. Uh, that's $110 Canadian. That's probably about 20 bucks US. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> and nothing and, in Home Depot uh, is 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. They're bucket. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and and this literally this 98 cent clip uh, will almost withstand an EF1 storm. Um, and 80% of the homes, according to the Catastrophic Insurance Bureau that we just had in summer in Barrie, Ontario, they're saying that 80% of those homes would have been standing. And that's millions of dollars of damage for 110 bucks. So so those clips went on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, I don't know if you saw what happened in Whitby. Uh, the builder hasn't been named yet, but uh, uh, they're in the middle of the process of building. I, I don't know what it was, about 30 homes and 10 of them blew down. Um, in a storm. Yeah. Now they, they've, they've kind of <laughs> held it from the press, but social media is a, is a vicious enemy to for the truth. The, the yeah. truth. So a lot of this stuff is getting out, but ten homes blew down uh, because of the structural like, and so so those have been blown down. The other ten that are still in the process of being built, ten are already built. They're still going ahead with construction on those. So, ouch! We, some, yeah, so, some lessons are never well, learned. We're just we're once. building too fast, and the technology sometimes can get ahead yeah. of us. Um, yeah. You know, we're using outside sheathing and stuff, and using it as structure. Uh, 
minor things like that. Those are bigger things. But uh, I mean, we're we're just building too yeah. fast. We're we're going way too fast. We're minimizing on structure, trying to get more insulation than structure. And I, I I don't know. I just think sometimes we just need to slow down. Everyone's coming up with so many ideas. This is the fastest I've seen technology take off in the last 20 to 30 years in construction. My whole life. I know I'm a 50 year old guy now. I'm not that old, but I mean, I, I've really seen it take off. No, we're not. So you're the you're the you're exactly. the baby on this call. Then. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. Dana, Dana's our Dana's our millennial, resident millennial over here. So <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Yep. Yep. Damon, I and Caroline, we're we're our Gen X guys. I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to say yeah, for anybody else, great. but uh, yeah. But something. Damon's my punk rock uh, brother. Sometimes I just think we're, we're going too fast in some areas and not fast enough in others, though. Yeah, we are. They're just letting the developers do whatever they want to. Uh, here in Los Angeles, we have all these flippers that are buying houses for cash for, you know, in terrible shape for the price of a fixed up house and keeping normal people from getting those houses and then doing too fast too crap. I mean, I, I've, I've seen a busted foundation that I know was at least $250,000 to fix. And I'm sure that what they're going to do is just put like a, an epoxy finish on the garage. So you can't see it and plaster over it on the exterior. And somebody will buy a house that's about to slide down the hill. Yep. For top. Dollar. Well, David, you, David, you and I were talking about this across standing in, uh, in front of your condo. Before you moved at that place yeah. they were b- building across the street, and I'm going. Yeah. So they had built these kind of townhomes across the street, and when you and I were sitting there talking, they had already put the the Tyvek house wrap around them, but there was a six inch gap between each one of these townhomes. But the Tyvek was all loose in between the two homes. You're not getting in there to put something on that. Yeah. No. I mean, and and the windows were wrapped incorrectly. That the Tyvek wasn't folded in there. There was the windows were going in. There was no tape. I mean, it was just. Yeah, they used the wrong nail on the wood. So it was you know the the the, that black marking going down. It was just it, it it kind of. I said to you, Eric, I will never move into a house that I can't know how it was built. If, if I'm pro- not building it myself or, or taking it apart, I don't want anything to do with it. And the problem is, Damon, well, I'm an environmental consultant, okay? We cannot keep up because guess who gets called when all these problems go wrong? It's us. Right. So we're no. coming in and we're seeing structural damage, mold damage, could be radon, volatile organics. You've got people who've bought these houses. Now they don't do inspection. So this is the big thing. Everybody wanted property. It was so hot. They had to have the property, and now they've got all kinds of problems going on. These houses should have never been sold. They went in without inspections. Eric and I talk about it all the time. So we're faced with how do we fix this? And so we're doing testing. We have to hire all kinds of contractors to come in. So it's a mess. Um, And and the technology is- can't be easily fixed. Well, yeah. Dave Jones, what are you seeing in this? Uh, I'm seeing the same thing you guys are talking about, like the and being in uh, kind of similar spaces. Andrew and Caroline, like we hear the same things. We hear about the structural damage, and mostly we hear about it because by the time we hear about it, it's way too late, and people have severe allergic reactions to the mold, or you can literally see it growing somewhere, right? Or a bathroom that was remodeled on one of these flipped homes, and they we're just going to seal this all the way in so then there's no more structural damage. Well, now you've just sealed in all the moisture and you've got stuff growing, dangling from the ceiling because it's so bad, right? We I mean, we're seeing stuff all over the place. And mm-hmm. some of it's solvable, right? Some of this stuff you can, you can fix, but some of it you can't. You've got to tear it down. We, we are good partners with um, the guys at Construction Instruction, and they're all over this too, talking about even how you nail down your tieback, right? If you don't use the right, you know, like uh, closure yep. for that to hold that yeah. into the building, you're going to get leakage, water right. damage, which then turns into mold and breakdown. And then, like, you're not only is your occupant unhappy, but your building is unhappy and probably going to fall down, right? So, I mean, we're seeing it all over the place ourselves, and they're are trying our best to help solve it, right? We can only do so much with indoor air quality. At the very least, we can keep people healthy while they're in these bad homes until they get fixed and then, you know, carry on with good air quality. But, I mean, we're seeing 
the same things you guys are. It's it's a little crazy out there. And you know what happens, Dave, too? We don't have enough HVAC professionals. Like, I don't know if this is happening. I'm in New York City, so or New York, New Jersey metro area. So we're, we don't have enough HVAC professionals to deal with all of the HVAC concerns. And so what happens in a lot of these homes is the HVACs are the the people turn on their HVAC system and they associate it with not feeling well, right? It's a problem that's just sort of yep. getting swept through the ductwork and ending up coming out in the duct somewhere else in the house, but they think it's the HVAC. Yep. So a lot of the HVAC professionals see all these problems and then they're trying to deal with it. So it's so complex, but I don't know. Are you having the same issues in Canada where we, ha- we really are lacking tradesmen tremendously? We're going to be short a million people in the next, uh, what do they say, seven to 10 years. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And when we're talking about shortage in trades, we're not only talking about the building industry, we're talking about our infrastructure. We're talking about our roads, our buildings, our, it's, it's yeah. everything that evolves around a society is what we're gonna be lacking in the, like, it's it's actually a scary thought about, um, you know, the lack of, uh, of skilled people in North America. And it's our own bloody fault. We've been pushing people in the wrong yep. direction for the last 30 years, uh, maybe longer. Uh, since technology has really taken a rise and no one ever got back into the trades. Trade schools have disappeared. Uh, It's been taken out of our high schools. It's been looked down upon for so long and now all of a sudden our governments are in a panic and throwing all kinds of money at it, but it's still an issue of convincing people that they're gonna make a lot of money right off the bat to become a skilled tradesperson, but it's still trying to get them past that concept of getting off of your phone and you might actually have to do some physical work. And that's been a real hurdle uh, for me because I, I, I do go and talk to trade schools, I do go and talk to high schools, and that's one of the biggest things is they don't, like, okay, I'll put it into perspective, bricklaying is a dying form. And I'll tell you why, it's one of the most laborious jobs you'll do, including roofing. Um, you know, all of those really laborious jobs that are very, very important. That's why all of this fake uh, concrete cladding that looks like stone is appearing, because to actually pay a contract or pay a bricklayer to lay it now, because there's so few of us left, um, you know, people are going with the fake cladding. They're going with stucco that eventually leaks and gets trapped behind that wall. It's it's, you know, the lack of trades is going to cre- is created this massive issue. And um, I think we're still struggling as as two countries, as North Americans to overcome that shortage. And I think we're going to be dealing with it for it for a long time to come. Yeah. Greg, what are you seeing down there? What are you guys seeing? You know, we see the same things you're talking about in the water heating trade uh, where there's there's not enough coming in. But on the bright side, what I am noticing is that some of these generational businesses, when the next generation is taking over, they're adopting some new technologies that help streamline their business, which is good. You know, some of the some of the older guys in the trade don't want to learn some of the new stuff. And when a heat pump water heater comes out, it's usually the son in the business that says, Dad, Dad, we need to take a look at this. We need to learn something new here that's going to be up and coming. So and, you know, and what you guys were saying about the manufactured housing, I absolutely agree. I had the chance in my previous life at General Electric to go through in the course of a year, 22 manufactured housing plant sites all across the country for one of the largest um, manufactured housing builders. And the thing that struck me was the attention to quality and the fact that the guys and the the ladies that are in there working on these things, they do the same thing every day and they get really good at making sure that that wall is square, that everything is covered. And then an inspector comes in and walks behind that and says, I'm making sure that you did it right, counting all the nails. And it just it just seems to make such a big difference in the quality control when you've got somebody. Yeah, actually no kidding, over man. No kidding. Hey, guys, we are running out of time. And I know you have your families uh, to get back to here on Christmas. I don't want to take all of our <laughs> holiday time away from you guys. Let's run around the room here super quick and say best way to get a hold of everybody. Oh, look at Greg Holiday over there. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> David, if somebody was going to get a hold of you and wanted to talk to you about a project, what's the best place for them to go? Just go to my website, davidapplebaum.com. You got it. But you're going to send me out in the cold already? Cold, I, I know, but up. it's warmed up now. It's like 74 <laughs> out <Not> there. California. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Jones, what's the best way for people to find all of your wares? Because you have a lot of them, my friend. Yeah, uh, brone-newtown.com. Uh, get all your fresh air stuff there. Uh, you know, be safe out there. Be safe at home, right? You can find it all there. Awesome. Andrew Guido. 
Yeah, you can get me at uh, earth.com, and that's misspelled on purpose. That's E-R-T-H, uh, which stands for Every Revolution Transforms Humanity. Uh, and so uh, you'll find a whole bunch of stuff there, including a whole bunch of scientific articles that we've uploaded uh, so you can start learning about what's going on inside. Nice. Greg Holiday. how about you, brother? I love your coonskin <laughs> hat. Greg. That is awesome. I'm shaking back at you, Greg. <laughs> 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 bradforwhite.com you can go through to contact us there or just email me gholiday h-o-l-l-a-d-a-y at bradforwhite.com perfect Damon Bennett my friend people can find you on social media where do you send people for you uh, damonbennett.com is my uh, is my site uh, Damon Bennett at live is my email again I get a lot of emails from all over North America so you know email me and I will get back to you eventually just bear with me Awesome. Dane Vodder, thanks for coming in today, my friend. My pleasure. Always happy to be here. Thanks, brother. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's to everyone. Let's all hope for a better 22. You got it. I I, I hope so. Safe passage to the New Year. You got it. (laughs) You got it. Well, I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to... Around the house. It's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.